show for you today. Well, actually, I had a lot of ideas up my sleeve. I'm doing the show solo today, and um, one of my guests that I was scheduled to have on uh, was a very, very dear friend of mine that is in Chicago for her daughter's graduation at Northwestern, and she's from Abu Dhabi. And we were going to do a show called Woman Under the Veil. Yes, that would have been very interesting. But that did not happen. So she had to cancel. So I had to immediately think, okay, what am I doing? And guess who's with me today on my show is my special guest, my mother. <laughs> so it's called Dropkick. Shirley Jean Malahan, and oh my. My, my mother is here, and I am interviewing my mother, which um, I'm very happy to do, and I'm excited about doing, because she has been a great, a great mother to myself and my sister Shauna, and she Your has... Your two brothers. And my two, sorry, and my two brothers. <laughs> yes, my two brothers. Let's throw them in, even though they don't call all the time. That's okay. We'll throw them in. And um, she has four children. And she has... How many grandchildren, Mother? Uh, I have 11 grandchildren, nine boys and two girls. Yes, the testosterone flows very freely in our family, as you can see. And you have how many great-grandchildren now? Uh, I have two greats. Three. Actually, I have three greats. One that is almost a three. One that is, uh, well, let's see, how old is she? Almost one. And then a brand-new baby that's about uh, two and a half months old. So we are, you know, she's led quite an incredible life. We are not talking about ages because, number one, the girlfriends really don't ever talk about ages. And my mother was always the great one for saying, a woman who tells her age will tell you anything. <laughs> will tell you anything. So we do not talk about ages. A funny story that I might mention about my mother's grandmother, I sent her flowers when I was a teenager. And I, I remember it. So the florist put in a big plastic 81 that was stuck in the flower arrangement. And my grandmother was living in a, uh, an apartment complex, and when she went down to pick up the flowers, they said, you have flowers here. She saw the big 81 that was stuck in the flower arrangement, and she said, I don't know who those are for. It's not my birthday. That's how far back we go with not telling our ages. So, But anyhow, my mother has a very interesting story because she had, um, and, you know, correct me if I goof up. I have a tendency to exaggerate at times, but she grew up in Peoria, Illinois, 
and she has one brother who was seven years younger than herself, and my mother had a, my grandmother, a stage mother for a mother, Mm -hmm. and she loved showbiz, Mm -hmm. and my, so Shirley, and how long did you, because you studied tap dancing. Mm -hmm. I studied it for eight years, and um, I had a lot of fun. I was, uh, I did a song and dance routine. In fact, I had a couple solo uh, solo shows on my own for uh, my dance teacher at a recital, and uh, my mother and dad were really, really proud of me. And my dad said, give her all the things she wants, all the lessons in singing and dancing. They were real excited. So that career, that little career as a small child, then led you to um, really going into the acting profession, but it's because you won a beauty pageant. Well, yeah, I won the beauty pageant, but... uh, And what was the name of that beauty pageant? It was called Miss Photo Flash, and it had only been in existence for about uh, two or three years, and I, um, we had moved to Chicago then, and... uh, I was working at the Patricia Stevens Modeling Agency, and I we had just moved here. And my uh, Patricia Stevens, who was an incredible woman. A very famous woman, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, she and her brother, her twin brother, Patrick, founded the... Uh, Patricia Stevens Modeling School. So anyway, I was just fresh there in taking the course, and uh, she asked me, she said, I want you to go to this uh, this pageant they're having. They're having a um, Miss Photo Flash uh, party at the big hotel, which was then called, I think it was called the Bismarck. But anyway, I, uh, my dad used to pick me up. We lived out north, and my dad was going to pick me up at the, uh, after I finished at the Patricia Stevens Modeling School. And so I said, well, you'll have to pick me up at the hotel because I'm going to be in a beauty pageant. And so uh, I, I was in the pageant. And it just kept going on and on, elimination, elimination, and down to about the last um, five girls. And um, they had a break, and I had to call my dad and tell him that I wasn't going to be leaving at the time, I thought, because... I don't know. I mean, the pageant just kept going on and on, and, and as a matter of fact, then I won it. So, so and, and in those days... That was really a big deal because in the days, and we don't want to say years, do we, Mother? Um, Just give us a decade. uh, Well, actually, it was in the, uh, golly. Well, it was in... 40s or 50s? Yeah, it was in the 40s. It was in the 40s. But in those days, they immediately, when you won something like that, which was a big deal, and you had lots of photographers and lots of press, then they immediately asked you to screen test for Hollywood. Well, that was the prize, a trip to Hollywood. And that's what it was all about. And uh, so we were all really excited. My mother went out with me. I had a, um, a part in a movie, a very small part. It was Dark Mirror with Olivia de Havilland. And um, 
then I was asked to stay on. And so um, my dad and my brother stayed at home, but mother and I went out there, California, and we stayed in a hotel, and we were wined and dined. I was... Hedda Hopper loved you. Hedda Hopper, and uh, I had a date with a... uh, Golly, I can't think of his name. Robert Walker. Oh, yeah, Robert Walker. And there were a lot of pictures taken, and I met a lot of stars in the studio. It was Columbia Studio. And uh, so after being there about uh, two months, I uh, was asked to uh, if I'd like to sign a contract. And, uh, and in the meantime, I had met your father, Donald. Right. And he was in the Army, and he and I had met. And so the whole time I'm out there in California, he's calling and asking when I'm going to be home. And, God, um, why does he do that? <laughs> and uh, I really liked him. And, well, anyway, I did not accept the contract. I decided to come back because um, I wasn't ready to stay out there. I didn't really... I hadn't planned on that. My whole plan and my whole thoughts were actually to just have a wonderful husband and a family. But uh, it was a great opportunity, and it was very hard to um, make up my mind, so I told him I'd like to come home and think about it. Let's see, his name was... um, Well, anyway, I came home, and then I met uh, Don, and I went out again, and... um, and then the story is that we got married. But the interesting thing is that I remember you telling us, well, first of all, you know, to our favorite listeners, because Mother's not, she's, she's not going to say the whole story, but Hedda Hopper, we have so many articles, Hedda Hopper was making her the darling of Hollywood. They had photographed you with all the top stars, Jimmy Durante, Glenn Ford, and they were, you know, in those days, because they, they started cultivating you to be their next star and you know uh-huh. so they started uh, and I remember you said you were in the studios and they were saying we want to do this with your hair and we want to do that and and they because they were starting to mold you and oh. in those days in Hollywood they molded their stars well they did first of all they they want you to choose another name I don't think the stars kept their names, their original names, like they do now. And uh, they wanted to change uh, a couple features. They wanted to change my mouth. They wanted to... Uh, God! They, yeah, they thought I looked a little like Joan Crawford. And, well, that's uh, not so bad. She's beautiful, other than the fact <laughs> she threw hangers at her children. Oh, but I guess you did that too now, didn't you, Mother? Yeah, almost. And... Um, so, yeah, and they gave me lessons, acting lessons, and uh, it was a lot of fun being on the studio lot. But it made you nervous, you said. Well, it made me nervous that I was going to have to get an apartment by myself in a, um, a studio type of apartment. I just wasn't ready for that. I wasn't raised with those thoughts in mind. I was not that ambitious for a, um, a career. And I had met this young man who was going to be a doctor, so, and he was on his way to being a surgeon. And I just, uh, I really liked him. I loved him. And so that was how that story ended. 
Well, that's a that's a wonderful story. I know that. So, do you? Looking back on that, because I know there's so many segments that I want to get into, but do you feel you have any regrets about that at all? Oh, not one. Really? (laughs) I have a lot of regrets about that to our favorite listeners, but my mother has none. I don't. I don't have one single one. I wouldn't have changed it for a minute. I loved it. It was so much fun. We had a one-room apartment in New York while he was a resident at Bellevue Hospital, and... um, The whole thing was exciting and wonderful. But did it make you nervous being out there? Because, you know, I know, you know, you have to be a certain, I have to, you know, even myself, I don't know if I have the ambition. Well, you have to be very uh, very ambitious, and you have to be very... uh, Focused. First of all, I think the best thing in the world is if you have a talent that you have really cultivated, and um, and that's what you should do. I mean, my my whole thing was dancing, but um, I did a screen test out there, and it was amazing when I look back on it. I was totally fearless, really, when I was doing the screen test. I, I just can't, I can't imagine how I ended up by doing all that. But no, but I you did it, and you did it really well, and in fact, so well that I think that I recall you saying that for 10 years after you left Hollywood, they continued sending you scripts to see if you would change your mind. Well, Max Arno, who was the gentleman at Columbia Studio, did encourage me, and um, I went out there again after a couple years and saw him, and but uh, I didn't change my mind, no, nothing. Isn't that interesting? Because, wow, you know, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think that's girls... That's a lot to turn down. I think girls, I think girls are uh, much more uh, independent and much more uh, dedicated, focused to what they want to do career-wise. And I was of an era where you just... Uh, I think I was of an era where you you got married and had children. At least my whole thoughts were in that direction. But you could have done that too. <laughs> I think you now, didn't have to choose one. I think you now, could have done them both. I think nowadays girls do them both. I didn't even think about doing them both. No, but it's interesting now because I know that you. Uh, well, you have grandchildren that are out in California. Right. I've got all these grandchildren that are in the business, actually. See, the, the, the guys, our family, they took it so seriously. <laughs> That's what I've been told, at least. They go, well, Mom, you can I said, what? I never said anything like that. Apparently, they think that we did. Yeah. So, anyhow, now they're out there, and... I have two grandsons that are writing and acting. And, well, your brother was also an actor. And my brother was very, very heavily in dramatics. He was in many plays. He directed them. In fact, he's the one that should have been out there. He was a great-looking guy, and... uh, But he was a lawyer. He ended up by being a lawyer. So, um, but he still went on with all his uh, acting ambitions. He did, and continued to practice. And I admire him for that because he, 
you know, he was he's a very talented guy. So it obviously runs in our family, I just think. But what do you, um, is there anything that you could say that you would attribute your health to today that you feel, I know, I'm getting heavy, she's rolling her eyes. If there's anything, that, I mean, is there anything, I'm going to get into this a little deeper, but before we go to break, I just am curious to know if there's anything that you would attribute your beauty and your, your health to at this stage of your life that you feel that you've done. Well, I don't... Uh... <laughs> That's a very sweet question, actually. Uh, actually, it's just, uh, I think, first of all, you've got to attribute a lot of things to luck. And um, and then, you know, not really um, doing anything in great excess. And um, I just guess everything in moderation, I, I think, but I I think you have to attribute it a lot to luck. You've heard it here on the Girlfriends at webtalkradio.net. Why am I so emotional? This is not a good look, gain some self-control. And deep down I know this never works. But you can lay with me so it doesn't hurt Oh, won't you stay with me Cause you're all I need This ain't love, it's clear to see So won't you stay with me Shirley Jean Malahan that gave it all up. Shirley Jean Malahan. Shirley that kills me. No, they were going to change your name, so what, what can I say? But who gave it all up and um, decided to come back to Chicago and raise her children, or have children, and to marry our father, Sean is my father, who is an orthopedic surgeon. And he's not, he wasn't the easiest guy on the block, would you say? Uh, no, but that's what was fun about him. He was... Uh, he was a complicated man. He was complicated. And he was... Uh, but when he was good, he was very, very good. And when he was bad, he was <laughs> horrid. But he was handsome, so that helped. Yeah, he was handsome. He was... Um, he was smart. And... Uh, I, I thought he had it all. You did. You really did. Because you gave up Glenn Ford. Oh, well. 
Yeah, no, Dad was <laughs> handsome. He had a wry sense of humor. Um, you know, he was he was a, a Renaissance man. He, he was, knew a lot of stuff. Uh, first of all, he was a uh, a wonderful storyteller. He had a very unusual sense of humor, but. Um, he was a great storyteller, and um, people either loved him or hated him. Well, I don't know about hated him, but they didn't get him, I guess I should say that, because he had a kind of an offbeat sense of humor. At others' expense. <laughs> a little bit. A, a little, little bit. bit. Not bad, but a little bit. But so you became a widow. I hate to use that word because it's so... I know. Don died very suddenly. And uh, he had, well, I hate to talk age, but he, had, he was just 71. And um, he had a heart attack, a massive heart attack. And it was uh, very, very sudden, very shocking. And uh, it was so shocking that I really couldn't believe it for about six weeks. I really couldn't believe it. Yeah, I know. And what do you, I mean, how, that is shocking. First of all, it just, it takes, you know, I, I think, what do you think brought you through that? And Well, actually, I've got to tell you that you brought me through it a lot. I did? Yeah. Well, that's good. My, my daughter, Shelly, has a lot of strength. You have a lot of strength and a lot of, um, positive uh, energy and yeah I felt overwhelmed totally overwhelmed but you helped me you said I just had to, you know you just say you have to go on and you keep going on yeah it's I remember uh, but it didn't I, I remember I couldn't stand being alone and then I ended up by uh, getting a dog, which was, uh, I loved my little dog. He was wonderful. But no, it's tough to be alone after you've raised four kids and had all the fun of them around and your husband's gone because we were having a lot of fun then. We could go out for dinner whenever we wanted to. We could do, um, we were, he was sort of semi-retired. We could play golf all the time. We had our place in Florida. And uh, it was a really, it could have been the best time of our lives, and it ended up by being the worst. I know. Do you, well, you're a practicing Catholic. Mm hmm And um, what role do you feel that, that your religion has played in your life now. Is that been a major part of your life and an absolute major, major role? I'd say it's probably one of the biggest roles in your life. Oh it is. I couldn't have gotten through it. I, I couldn't get through anything without it. And do you feel I mean, not to really get into any big discussion on the Catholic faith, but you know there's been so many things now regarding the Catholic faith and the teachings of the Catholic faith and what's happened in the church. And, you know, it's so hard for me to encourage Scott and Hayes and Liam. I mean, they're very spiritual, but they don't necessarily want to get locked in the dogma of the Catholic religion until I, the Pope is completely... What's the word I'm looking for, Jeff? Our tech, transparent. Tech, 
transparent and ecumenical and he is ecumenical though but what do you think mother I mean on that do you feel well I think I was I think young people now are raised with a lot more freedom I was raised in a very uh, we you know we had rituals we went to church every Sunday mother dad my brother and I and um we had a, a pattern, and I, I didn't have all the, uh, I didn't read about all the things that the young people do now. So many things are offered to young people, so many alternatives. But I think the basic thought of religion, and of, I think the basic thought of all religions is there, and they're all the same. But a lot of people, um, don't like to follow all the uh, structure of the Catholic Church. I always enjoyed it. I like structure in my life. I like having to do things. I like routine. I like routine, too. I, I never really looked at... Well, the way I try to explain it is I use, I don't use, but I enjoy my faith for what my faith is to me. I don't necessarily follow all the doctrines in the Catholic faith, but I really like the depth of my faith and spirituality in God. And I like to be able to go to church. I don't go every Sunday. Um, I do believe in birth control. I do believe uh, in uh, gay marriage. So there's a lot of teachings that I believe in that aren't necessarily the same as what the Catholic Church preaches. But I, that doesn't stop me from... I think I'm a good Catholic girl. I really do. Wish I would have had more fun. <laughs> I think, I'm the daughter that didn't have any fun. I think you're a good Catholic girl. <clears throat> but I was raised by the nuns, and um, I was raised at a whole different time. And I, um, I don't think young people uh, have that kind of schooling anymore. I'm not quite sure they do. I know. It's well, it's different. You know, it's definitely different. Times have changed. I um, think it's good though. I think I think thinking for oneself is very good. Making up your own mind and seeing all the different alternatives there are out there. But I just didn't I wasn't raised like that. I didn't have it and it never bothered me. No, of course not. And now you're very open to, I think you're very open. I think, I would say, and it's really too bad that Shauna's not here sharing this show. because It is. I would say one of the great, great attributes is that you really, even though we all criticize each other in our family, but <laughs> I don't think you've really judged. You aren't, you don't judge. And I think that's really good. You've been really open. Because surely, Shauna and I, with as many things as we've had with the aliens, that's the husbands for those of our favorite listeners that haven't tuned into our past shows, Mother knows them all, and yet she has been able to ride the wave and get through them all with us without judging and literally killing our husbands. You know, this absolutely kills me to hear you say that because I have been a 
accused of being very judgmental because sometimes I'm with you girls and I'll say, ooh, I don't know about that. And they'll say, oh, you're so judgmental. And to hear you say I'm not is uh, makes me very happy. Well, you know, I think Scott and Hayes say that I'm judgmental. And, you know, I think I have definitely, I think all of us have very strong opinions, but I think that... Hey, you know, I'm the mother. You're my mother. You know, I know. you say things. Well, you there's know. got to be some uh, benefits to being the mother. You know? <laughs> I don't know what they are yet. <laughs> there has to be some um, some things that you can have that, that be that everyone says. Well, that's okay because that's what mother says. I know. Well, here's one thing that I have learned, and I'm sure that I don't know if you felt this way about your mother, but. The one thing that I really have learned is that somewhere up there on a lot of decisions, you are always in the back of my mind, which can be really irritating. Irritating. <laughs> that can be really irritating. But would you say, um, I don't know, it's a shame Sean is not here, Ben here, he's not here sharing this because she was kind of the wild child in our family. She was. Actually, Shauna kind of reminded me a little bit of my mother. Shauna reminds me of my mother, and she, um, my mother was a, uh, she had a lot of fun. She was a terrific gal. She was beautiful. I, I loved to see she and Dad together, and when I see Shauna growing up and I see a little bit of my mother in Shauna. Could that be the bullheadedness of my sister? <laughs> I wonder I if that would, would be it. I Just don't know. one of the many things. It could be. But, um, no, well, we've been very fortunate because we've all been very close and we've been able to do pretty much what we've wanted and we've been very blessed so I'm very thankful for that yeah but you have a couple terrific brothers too you know okay throw the brothers back in there <laughs> god those brothers okay Scott if you're listening and Shane you are in the girlfriends show we do love you even though all they do is play golf but that's okay um so let's talk about um women today I think women today are, uh, I think they're lucky, but I feel very sorry for them because they are expected to do so much. They, um, they have so many doors open to them. They have careers. They have children. I marvel at how much women today accomplish. Well, it is amazing. I mean, but I think we've done it to ourselves because I think we've, um, you know, emancipated ourselves because I think there was a time, um, maybe not when you were growing up, but prior to that even. But, I mean, when you think of... The man was kind of the... See, I feel that I'm in, like, a juxtaposition here on my life, which has been really... I've struggled with it because I'm very much in the era of the man is the, the king and he's the one that's supposed to be the person that, you know, you listen to and the last word. But yet, it's really the women in the world that are making everything work and that need to be heard and that need to be and need to be nurtured and 
their voices need to be heard and now they want their careers and they should have them and they want to raise children and they want to have all of it. Well, I think men are going to have a hard time nurturing a woman who has all of it because men basically, I think, are um, very, very sensitive more sensitive than any of us give them credit for. I agree. Do you know, I agree because it's, I think that, and you know, we're going into the next century, it's going to be the century of the woman. So the men you're going to see in the next couple of decades, you're going to start seeing the women all come to the forefront, be the stronger, be equal employment, if not more. And you're going to see a lot of men, because I think a lot of men now are transitioning to being, um, what do they call them? The mom daddies or, well, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're staying home. The wife is going out working or both of them are working and it's a very co-parenting situation. Well, it's tough and it has to be, people have got to really work hard to keep their own character and, and, and do what's happening right now. I think it's very hard for a man to cope with a lot of things. And I think it's very hard for a woman. I, I really don't know how you all do it. It was much easier for me when it was more cut and dried. Yeah, it's certainly not cut and dry anymore. But I think that, I don't know, I just think that women um, are just so incredible. And they're going to be stepping up to all these leadership positions now. And Well, they are. And you're going to see a world change. I don't know where the children, it's going to be difficult for the children. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's very difficult for the whole world. Everyone is adjusting to all of these new things that are acceptable. I, I really, I, I, I kind of feel sorry for you all. But I'm sure how do you you'll... feel about gay marriage now that we're talking about new things that are happening? Um, I, I feel it's okay. I like all of those things in a, in a low-key way. I don't particularly, I think it's, I don't particularly understand it. I don't quite understand all of it. But I like... I like things that are honest, but I don't like them to be uh, flaunted, flaunted, so to speak, you know. But I, you know, honesty is what it's all about. And people are born that way. And um, you're accepting. Exactly. Do you um, do you see any great changes then? In women, is there anything particularly that stands out in your mind in women that has changed drastically? Well, I can't think of any drastic change, but I see an attitude difference. Um, We're not putting up with it anymore. <laughs> that is the attitude adjustment. Yeah, I, I see that, and I marvel at it. But not that... Uh, I think that I went along with things in a quiet way. I don't think people go along with things in a quiet way anymore. It's kind of this whole me thing that started many years ago. It's just grown and grown and grown. So everybody uh, lives by the me standard. Like, well, since you were in Hollywood, and let's just, we got to have a little celebrity dish while you're in here. Yeah. So, um, what is your 
take on the Kardashian girls? Um, I kind of marvel at Kim. I love the way she does interviews. She's very honest and calm, and um, I think she's smart. I like her very much. I don't know about the rest of the family, but... Uh, what do you think about the mom, the momager? Well, I think the mom is a typical example of a terrific woman who has uh, accomplished a lot. I think she's to be admired, but I think she, along with that, to have have be a husband, have your husband for 25 years, and then... Yeah, that's been amazing. I mean, actually, a lot has been put on her shoulders. I think she's handled it very well. But if Shauna and I were doing that, how do you think you'd feel? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I swear I don't know. I think that would be something I'd really pray through. I, I, I really... Um, I, I don't know. It's just so, it's it's all so much. It's all so much right now, and it's all so honest. Everyone, everyone, you know, nobody puts anything under. They just want everything to be exposed. That's true. Everything to be exposed. Well, and then everything to be exposed, so nothing seems to be sacred anymore. Well, it's because everybody wants... Nobody wants to have things not right for themselves. They don't want to be inconvenienced. They want they want to be exactly who they are. Who they are. Nobody covers up anything for any reason. They want it all. They want to expose themselves and be accepted. I just wasn't raised like that. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you have to really. I don't know. It's still a lot. It's even a lot for me. I mean, you know, as you know, because we turned down several shows that we could have done, reality TV shows, that Sean and I both could have done. And we had so much. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Do we use the word judge? We had an awful lot of judgment in our family about that. Um, but, you know, we didn't do it. I think it was the right situation for us at that time. Oh, I think it was. And I think just being able to, I feel kind of, I'm really happy just to be able to do The Girlfriends. Uh -huh. It's really nice. And, I you know, if there's anybody that we are helping in women and just the emancipation of being able to use your voice and speak out and be able to just, you know, relate a little bit to what we talk about on these weekly shows. You know, I think that's all good. And, and plus, we're much more in control of it. I think it's great. I think you girls are doing a wonderful job. So would you say Shirley Jean Malahan? Is that, <laughs> that kills me. Shirley Jean. I like that. It's got a ring. Actually, it's kind of a country western. <laughs> it does. I should break into song. Yeah. Shirley Jean Malahan. Okay. Um, Irish. That's very Irish to our favorite listeners out there in Iceland. Um, <laughs> so at this stage in your life... Do you think there is anything that you would do differently? Oh, God, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I cannot think of one thing. Are That's wonderful. 
I can't think of one thing. So How could I change anything, having four beautiful children, all these grandchildren? I've been blessed. I know, and you've had amazing health. Truly blessed. I mean, you have had amazing, amazing (laughs) health. I mean, you you you're still playing golf. You play bridge. No, you, dear, all oh. of that has ended. But oh, boy, okay. I sure loved it when I did. But I love bridge. Yeah. Well, that was just a year ago that you stopped playing golf. Yeah. I'm not sure. But you're living alone. You live by yourself. You go out with your friends. You still drive. Mm -hmm. The one thing that's no fun is living alone. I don't like that. And I know what our favorite listeners are thinking now. They're all saying, how old is she? (laughs) How old is she? Well, you know what? We are not going to. That'll remain a, a mystery for another year or so, okay? That'll remain a mystery. So before we part on the girlfriends on this beautiful afternoon is there any pearls of wisdom that you feel you could shed on women in dealing with their husbands or even single women is there let's first start with dealing with their husbands is there anything that you any (laughs) she's rolling her eyes like why did you ask me this is there anything you can think of that you'd like to share it, through your, for how many years were you married, Mother? Uh, we were married like 43 or 44 or something like that. Uh, that is the hardest question in the whole world. If anyone could answer that, they'd know the, uh, the answer to life. I mean, I've made all the mistakes that everyone else makes. I, you know, I, I should have been quiet when I talked too much. And I should have rebelled and, and not rebelled. But the thing I I think the most important thing, if you can work it in your marriage, is a sense of humor. Because everything, you know, it seems so terribly important at the time. But if you can just get beyond that one big hurdle of the argument or whatever it is, you can make it, you know. It, just getting beyond that without saying too much. Keeping your mouth shut, in other words. Keeping your mouth shut. God, I've heard that a lot. I've heard that now, now that Scott and Hayes have had kids, and they say, oh, do you have any words? Do you have any pearls, Shelley, of advice on what you think with your grandchildren? And I say, yeah, keep your mouth shut. Just Because I, I oftentimes say to Allie or Kate, and I go, you know, I really think that we should, you know, when, when Scott and Hayes and Liam were little, I used to, and they go, we're not doing that. I know. Keep your mouth we're not shut. Doing, so keep your mouth shut. That helps with husbands. It helps with children. But you are listening to The Girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. And tune in next week. My sister will be back. She is on a journey, actually, in Europe. And biking, that should be interesting, because I guess the husband <laughs> the husband got on a bike. Who Ooh. knew? Who knew the husband would be on a bike? But anyhow, they are on a bike trip through Tuscany, and they went to Rome, and she will be talking to us about that. So we are so happy to be with all of you today and have a wonderful weekend. We love you all. Thanks for tuning in to The Girlfriends.